Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, this is At The Helm Sports. I am your host, Derek Helm. Thank you for joining us for episode six. Please be sure to follow and subscribe on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Leave us a five-star review. Would be greatly appreciated. So, I know what a lot of you are thinking. Football is over. What do I do now? What do I bet on? How do I entertain myself? Well, maybe you have some money in a sports book that you don't know what to do with. I have the solution. Hear me out. PGA Golf. Now, before you say, oh, golf is boring, golf sucks. First off, you're wrong, and I hate you. But second off, golf is literally the best sport to bet on. Now, you have so many different options from outright winners that can pay you anywhere from 12 to 1, 20 to 1, 80 to 1, 150 to 1. So you get huge return on your investment. Not only that, you can bet on top 5, top 10, top 20, top 30, top 40 to make the cut, to miss the cut. You can bet on tournament matchups. You can bet on round matchups. The possibilities are almost endless. Not only that, but most bets, you bet one game. You sit there for maybe two, three hours, watch the game, get a little sweat. It's fun. Golf, you get four days. Four full days on one investment. You can't find that in any other sport. So now that the NFL season has ended, my focus shifts primarily to the PGA Tour, where in the past couple seasons I have been very profitable, hit a number of outright bets, as well as won a couple DraftKings contests last year, three to be exact, uh, somewhere around $10,000 last year, so it, it's been pretty good to me the past couple years. And like I said, there are so many different ways to approach it, whether you want to shoot for the stars and, and bet a winner and, and get a huge payout, or even if you just want to watch one day or a couple hours and, and just bet one guy versus the other for that round. So this episode will basically be an introduction into betting on golf, uh, the different types of bets we can make, what kind of odds you're looking at, how to really approach it and and, and be profitable when betting golf, and then also how to construct a DraftKings lineup and a little bit of strategy with that. And then we will go more specifically into this week's tournament, which is the Genesis Invitational at Riviera Country Club in Palisades, California. So as an example, for this week, I have made three bets so far. Now, these bets are called outrights or winners or some sites just call them futures. But basically, they are all the same thing. You are betting a golfer to win the tournament. So my three bets so far are Rory McIlroy, who I got at 22 to 1. Now, what you'll see on the site is that is listed as plus 2,200. Basically, what that is is if you bet $100, you win $2,200. Now, most people are not going to bet $100 on a golfer just to win. What you can do is basically break it down into a couple different golfers to give yourself a better chance of actually hitting a winner because it is very difficult to hit a winner. Now, if you are going to be betting just outright winners, I would suggest probably placing a wager on at least four guys. And also keep in mind that those four guys might not win. So what you want to do is allocate a certain amount of money where you can withstand a couple weeks of not hitting a winner. Now, the odds are so good, though, that you can withstand a couple weeks and then still profit 
pr- pretty good if you do hit a winner or a couple winners in a row. So the first one is Rory McIlroy at 22 to 1. Then I have bet Sung J M at 40 to 1. And also Bubba Watson at 45 to 1. So again, those are outright winners. Now, if I didn't like them to win, but I thought they were going to do well, one of the options is to bet them at top five or top ten. So just to give you an idea, that Bubba Watson bet of 45 to 1, if I wanted to bet him top five, it would be 7 to 1. If I wanted to bet him top 10, it's 3.5 to 1. So you could see the odds change a little bit depending on what you're betting. And I would just say basically bet what you are comfortable betting as far as the amount you're willing to wager and also what you are looking to get in return. So if you don't think you can withstand a lot of weeks of losing, maybe you're more in the line of top 40s, top 30s, or maybe even top 20s. Now a sound strategy also if you're first getting into this is just throwing a couple dollars on a couple guys. So when I first started, I was just betting $5, sometimes even 2 or $3 on, on a couple golfers. So really you could outlay maybe $20 and have four different golfers and if one of them hits, you still profit pretty good. And this way you get to feel it out a little bit without having to risk too much. So every week I have a set amount that I want to put on golfers to win. Now what I will generally do is make a couple other bets to cover if those golfers don't win. So for example, let's just say I was betting $100 on a given week for four guys to win the tournament. What I would likely do is have a bet, maybe a top 10 or a top 20 that pays out five to one, and I would put $20 on that. So if that hits, that covers what it would cost me to bet those four golfers to win. Now, an even more sound strategy could be to bet $50 on two different tournament matchups. So what tournament matchups are is basically you're saying one golfer is going to do better than the other golfer for the tournament. Now, with tournament matchups, the best way to look at it is this. If you were betting a boxing match or a UFC fight. So, what you'll have is a favorite and an underdog. So, those will both have a money line tied to them. One will be the favorite at minus money. One will be the underdog at plus money. If you don't know what that means, you can go back to episode one and we break that down fully. So again, betting outright winners can be a little volatile. So any way or strategy that you can have to take a little bit of risk off of that will help tremendously being profitable long term. So now what we can do is get into DraftKings Golf. So basically, if you have never played DraftKings Golf, it's very similar to the football in the sense of showdown, where you get $50,000 to pick six players. So you'll be picking six golfers with your $50,000, and you have options of doing it just by each round or for the whole tournament. So for this, we'll be going over the full tournament DraftKings slates. Um, What we'll do is go first by kind of how the scoring works and then how to actually go about setting a lineup. So with the scoring, what you have is throughout the whole tournament or however long your players play, because keep in mind, after the first two rounds, there is a cut. 
So most tournaments are somewhere around 130 golfers in the field. And after 36 holes, or the first two days, it is cut down to generally 65 and ties. So the goal is to get as many of your golfers through to that cut to accumulate as many points as possible. Now, the way the points work is basically you get a certain amount of points for pars, for eagles, for birdies. You lose points for bogeys. You can get streaks for three birdies in a row. Obviously, extra points for hole-in-one. If you want to see the exact scoring, you can go into contest details and where it says game style, you can click on that and it'll give you the exact breakdown of what it is. But basically, your goal is to get all six of your golfers through to that cut and you also get points for finishing position. So obviously, if you have a guy coming first, he's getting more points than the rest of the field. As far as actually constructing a lineup goes, what you want to do is get six golfers that have similar skill sets. So for example, this week at Riviera, it has one of the lowest green and regulation percentages, meaning players that hit their approach shots generally miss the green. So what you'll want is players that can chip on and, and get close and score from around the green. So you'll want to construct a lineup of players that are good around the green. Also, driving distance matters quite a bit here. So maybe you could put a lineup of six golfers that are great off the tee that have a lot of power. Now, you might be saying, but I don't know anything about golf. How am I supposed to know what course plays what and what golfers are good? Well, I have a solution. You can visit thehelmsports.com. Every week I have a course breakdown of what the key stats are, what the course is, and then every Tuesday I will be releasing my core four, my DraftKings ownership, pivots, and fades. So we got you covered at the Helm Sports. Also, I will say you need a stat engine. If you are going to be betting golf or playing daily fantasy consistently, use fantasynational.com. What it is is a stat engine where you can go in and see all of the stats from all of the tournaments, I think, from 2012. So you get an idea of what each player is good at, what they've been good at recently, what they've been good at throughout their entire career, and it, it helps tremendously. If you are not using that, you are at a tremendous disadvantage. Hopefully that was helpful for those of you that are looking to get into golf for the first time, but for those of you that have been in it and are just here to hear some good stuff, it's time. So we have the 2022 Genesis Invitational played at Riviera Country Club in the Pacific Palisades, California. It is a 7,322-yard par 71 with Poa Greens and Kikuya Rough. Now the rough is not ridiculously long generally I think it's somewhere around two inches but for those of you that are not familiar with Kikuya what can happen is on any given swing because of how ratty and nasty it is sometimes it can catch clubs sometimes you'll hit the ball out clean so gauging your distance is kind of difficult out of it now if you miss the fairways which most people do with this course it is not the end of the world so what most golfers do is they are going for distance off the tee they're trying to bomb so hole number one is a 503 yard par five most players can easily get there in two it is actually one of the easier par fives on tour now after that there are six holes 
that measure 450 to 500 yards. Those are par fours, and all of them generally play over par. So it is a very, very difficult course. A lot of long iron shots, which result into what we were talking about before, a very low green and regulation percentage. So what you want is players that have distance, that can hit their long irons, but also are good around the greens. The key stats to focus on at Riviera are driving distance, par fours from 450 to 500 yards, obviously around the green game, and ball strike. Now the course is 7,322 yards, but it plays much longer than that, and it plays very difficult. The previous cut line the past five years were 2021, it was plus one, 2020, it was plus two, 2019 plus one, 2018 plus three, 2017 plus one. Now the winning scores the last five years are minus 12, minus 11, minus 14, minus 12, minus 17. So there have been some years where there are some birdies, but for the most part, the scoring is not really a birdie fest. So I went through some of the bets that I've made already, but now we'll go into some DraftKings plays and some of my favorite plays of the week. So we'll start at the top where we have at $11,000. Kind of weird to see him there, but Patrick Cantlay has now established himself as one of the elite players in this field, which is saying a lot because this field is elite. Now, I probably should have said this earlier, but this is now Tiger Woods' invitational tournament so basically tiger woods is hosting this and he's sending out the invitations obviously if tiger woods is going to send you an invitation somewhere you're going to go so this field is more like a major field than a regular pga tournament in february so you have the best of the best here so for cantlay to be the second highest priced player is kind of crazy but he is absolutely worth it with the way he has been playing over the last 24 rounds he is number one in total strokes gain. He is number one in strokes game putting, number one in strokes game with the short game. In the four tournaments he's played so far this year, he's come fourth place, ninth place, fourth place, second place. He's going to be popular, and for good reason, he is showing why he deserves to be priced up there with John Rom. Next up, we have Rory McIlroy, who I said I already bet. For DraftKings, he is coming in at $9,700, which is a pretty good price considering he is the seventh most expensive golfer. I'll take that discount. He is coming off of a 12th and a 3rd in his last two tournaments over in the Middle East. He did miss the cut here last year, but previously recorded two top 5s and two top 20s. He's 2nd off the tee over the last 24 rounds. And over the last 50 rounds, he's third in driving distance and second on par fours from 450 to 500 yards. Sticking with the theme of guys I've bet so far, we have Sung J M coming in at $8,600. Over the last 24 rounds, Sung J's strokes gain metrics are ridiculous. He's first around the green, third off the tee, second tee to green. On a course that makes you rely on long irons, M is first on approach shots over 200 yards over the last 24 rounds. He's also ninth on par fours, 450 to 500 yards, and that's over the last 50 rounds. So he's been playing very well. He did miss the cut his last two times here, but with the way he has been playing recently, I do not worry about him missing the cut. 
Obviously, I bet him to win already, and I will be playing him in DraftKings. Oh, hey, what do you know? Another guy I bet already. So Bubba Watson last week led the field in strokes gained approach with 7.7 strokes gained. That's pretty ridiculous. Now, the main reason why I am playing him slash bet him is he already has three wins here and three top 15s. So he loves the place. He loves shot shaping. And this this is a place where it can actually benefit you quite a bit. It actually benefits lefties. So Bubba is a great play. He's been playing well, striking the ball possibly better than he has in his whole career. So I'm in. So we'll rattle off a couple of cheaper guys before we get out of here, one of which is Thomas Peters coming in at $7,400. He has two wins in his past five starts, last one being in Abu Dhabi. He followed that up with a T12 and a T24. He did have a second place finish here back in 2017. Next, we have Harold Varner coming in at $7,100. I give him a pass for missing the cut last week. He did just win the biggest tournament of his career, or at least the biggest payday. So he was probably a little bit hungover. So it's fine. He is playing very well. Actually been very good around the green over the last 50 rounds. He is 30th around the green, 18th on approach, and he is also... Eighth in the field from 175 to 200 yards. So Harold Varner will also be in my player pool. I also like Carlos Ortiz, who is coming in at 21st over the last 50 rounds in strokes gained approach. Poa is his best putting surface. He did miss the cut here last year, but previously had a 26th place, came 9th in 2019. Then also another 26th and a 20th place. So he has played here quite often and played pretty well. And at $7,000, even if he were to come 26, you'd be pretty happy with that. So that's going to do it for this week's episode. Thank you for joining us. Hopefully you learned a lot if you were trying to get into golf. Hopefully we helped you out if you've been into golf for a while. Again, check out The Helm Sports for my write-up. Every week I will have my course preview, breaking down the key stats, and also the hardcore parkour, which is my core four, as well as DraftKings ownership by salary tier, my fades and favorite pivots of 10% and under players. So check out thehelmsports.com. Thank you for joining us. This was episode six of At The Helm Sports. I am your host, Derek Helm. Again, follow, subscribe, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, leave us a five-star review. Thank you, and I will talk to you soon.